Hey, welcome back, Wo Land. I hope this next topic doesn't get me in trouble, but I guess if it does, then I don't know. I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. So the big news here back at home, Congressman Jim Banks recently announced his bid just yesterday, actually, uh, for the U.S. Senate. He'll run for the seat that's going to be left vacant by U.S. Senator Mike Braun. Now, as members of the local media, we were actually alerted of this announcement ahead of time, ahead of yesterday's announcement. Um, The information was actually embargoed until Banks made the announcement himself. However, in anticipation of this news, Banks did have a couple of sit-down interviews with local media outlets to talk about his decision to run for Senate. And one of those pre-recorded interviews actually aired last night here on a local media outlet. And uh, what will land? I don't know how else to say it. Other than I watched that interview, and I thought it was pitiful. I thought it was a disgrace. Talk about gotcha journalism. And it's one of the things I hate most. In fact, it's one of the first things I told producer Josh when he started. I said, we don't do that here. So this interview last night that aired started with the anchor. um, Yes, making a slight mention about Banks running for Senate, but then moved right along, skipped right by that big detail. And moved right along to ask Congressman Banks about voting to not certify the election results back in January 2021. I wonder if President Trump had won Pennsylvania and Arizona, would you still be complaining about the process or would this be a non-issue for you? Yeah, Brian, I mean, your Twitter feed, obviously you have a personal opinion about these subjects as well. You made them very clear. Not at all. Yeah, I'm you a do. journalist. You, I'm asking you, uh, you, sir, I'm asking you questions yeah, you about made, your you make your You've made your personal views very clear on the Internet, and I've made my personal views very clear as well. I believe election integrity matters. And, and yes, wh- no matter who won on Election Day, the outcome of the overall election, it's important to look at who has approval, who has the power to change election laws, not judges, not governors, not secretaries of state. The state legislature is the only... Uh, the only venue, the only, that's the only place that can change a state's election laws. And when some states use other powers, judges, governors to change election laws, I think that was a, I think that was a clear violation of the Constitution. That's why I voted to object. I'll never apologize for that. All right. That's within the first like five minutes of this 13 minute sit down interview. Obviously, the anchor was not liking the answer he was getting. So he kept on pressing for the United but States. But the election Senate outcome was legitimate, was it not? I believe that how some states conducted their elections in the 2020 election is something that we can never allow to happen again. So does that mean that the outcome was legitimate I voted to object. I'm never going to apologize for voting to object. Sir, if the Indiana State Fair had a competition for deflecting questions, you would take home the the blue ribbon. Answer the question, please. Do you believe that the election was legitimately lost by President Trump and legitimately run? Brian, the case that I've always made is how those states conducted their elections was unconstitutional. So you won't answer the question, just so the audience knows. You will not answer I've answered the question over and over again why you I voted it. to object. You have not. Was it a legitimate outcome? Brian, I voted to object because those states changed their election laws without the So in your mind it was not a legitimate outcome. In your mind it was not a legitimate outcome. I'm not. Outcome. L- listen, Brian, you again, you make your political, okay. your left-wing political views very clear on the internet. I have 15 years I've in this been business elected. of playing it straight. You can talk to anybody I've inter- ever interviewed. You can look at any story I've ever done. There's not a hint of bias. <laughs> Now, at this point in this conversation, I'm having a hard time taking it seriously when I first watched it, as I'm sure you are as well, Wobo Land. But then at the end, 
Um, the anchor tried to make Banks starting the first ever anti-woke caucus a black and white issue. And this is when I kind of stopped chuckling at the interview and didn't find it so funny anymore. Take a listen. So you deny that people of color and other people of marginalized communities don't have, you deny that they, you say that they don't face institutional barriers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you, I, don't, I don't know you what don't, you're asking me, Brian. I, I, my, my point is that mortgage redlining. Great, people, is the great, people who are denied mortgages and have trouble getting mortgages because of the color of their skin. Citibank is facing a $31 million settlement over that right now. Other banks have been investigated and are being investigated over that. You deny that? That that's this happening? Is a, this is a great country, Brian. And anyone that believes otherwise is wrong. And we should. We have should you teach talked to people kids, of color about this? Have you we talked should to members teach our of kids that America is great? And teaching them the opposite is. That, that's not sustainable for a great country like this one. All right, I think you get the point. As I said, this whole sit-down interview, if you want to even call it that, 13 minutes long. I just played, what, three and a half minutes of content for you. you got to watch the full thing. I'll share it on my Facebook page. But clearly, the evidence is there. This anchor went into this interview with such an agenda. And it wasn't about Banks' run for the Senate. I do not believe in this form of gotcha journalism. In fact, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Banks answered a lot of the same questions throughout this full 13 minutes over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The anchor just did not like the response he was getting because he was set out with an agenda, whether it's his agenda or someone else's agenda there at this local media outlet. I don't know. But then when he didn't get the answers that he wanted, the anchor tried to put words in Banks's mouth, uh, making it a, a yes or no response, making it a black or white response, making it an if or that response. That's not journalism. And it's interviews like that why the media gets such a bad rap. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what about you, KB? What about what you do? Here's the difference with me. I don't pretend not to have a bias. If you listen on a regular basis, you know, obviously, I work for a conservative news talk radio station. You know, I'm a conservative. You know, I'm a proud supporter of my 2A rights. More importantly, you know, I'm a God-fearing Christian woman. And I'm proud of all of those things about myself. I get it. It's a dogfight for ratings in this business these days. But regardless of that, I do not pretend to be something I'm not. I've been in this business for 15 years and there's not a hint of bias. I think that anchor needs to re-watch that interview. And maybe look up the definition of the word bias. Podcasts by Federated Media.